0: Moncrief with anerglaze on News Talk. Moncrief with anerglaze. on News Talk. Now, designer clothes can be expensive, but even those who like that kind of thing might balk at a pair of knickers that cost over 5,000 euro. Uh, they come from the fashion brand Mumu, who described them as embroidered silk and wool panties covered in sequins. They don't like they'd fit under your spanks. We're joined by the fashion stylist Laura Mullert. Afternoon, Laura. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, taking our call today. Now, I, as I understand it, Carrie Bradshaw wore, wore something similar 20 years ago. So are these new ones, are these ripped off knickers?
1: Do you know what? I think maybe slightly. I love the way you're phrasing that. I love to talk about knickers on the radio on the Thursday evening. <gasps> um, listen, I feel like it's clever. 90s nostalgia has kind of come full circle. But MuMu Mew, Mew are definitely trying to make a stamp. I don't think this is about selling these very well-seeming and insulating underpriced mixers. Um I think the reality is it really gets people talking about Mew Mew. And I mean, we have just hit fashion week. You know, designers are wrapping up their shows and this is the brand on people's lips. It's so clever. But Dulce and Gabbana is the one that was part of Sex in the City almost 20 years ago, where Carrie took a tumble on the catwalk. So it is interesting, you know, to have that kind of a throwback element. Mm. And Charlize Theron actually was at an event in Paris last week for Dior and she was wearing a sheer skirt over black underwear. So I think it's more of a -a peekaboo style is in for the season, but I think this kind of full undies look, unless you're Taylor Swift on an album cover, it's not really going to work for the general public, is it?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, because, but I I imagine they know that. Uh, uh, They know it gets people (laughs) talking about uh, Mew Mew. uh, But... So is it about selling other stuff they make rather than they sit now? I mean, there is a a link, there's a website there. You can buy them if you want them. But but I don't imagine they think think they're going to sell many.
1: I think the clientele is celebrities that really want to make a stamp on the red carpet. What they'd probably do is wear, like, a sexy trench coat over it. I think it's about people who really want that kind of attention. and It's the price point, really, that I think is the talking point. I mean, €5,000 is crazy. I'm all about kind of encouraging people for a little bit of retail therapy and to buy things that make them feel good. But you're not going to really get your cost per wear out of sparkly embellished in your knickers. And maybe you do, and I applaud you. Um, I do think these kind of pieces, though, it is amazing. There is a niche clientele who will get them maybe even to have them for display purposes, wear them once or twice. But yeah, I don't think there's something that that you're going to have in 20 years that's going to build up that resale value unless Carrie Bradshaw wore them.
0: Is it a bit of a thing, though, at the moment, Laura, that... that, that Displaying things that might traditionally be rev- viewed as underwear,
1: like Gen Z are mad for wearing corsets, like proper oh, boots. Is that the same corsets. as a
0: girdle now?
1: Uh, <laughs> it's in the same family as a girdle, <laughs> right? Well, okay. I think this kind of, <laughs> I think this like outerwear is underwear trend. It's supposed to be subtle. I don't think it's supposed to be fully fledged. But I do think the corset element with, let's say, boyfriend jeans and trainers, you're seeing it at a lot of concerts, gigs, festivals. Like, it is something that can look really cool when it's done right. But I think it's about getting something that, like, obviously fits well, looks good, has that bit of a vintage twist. I haven't seen anyone wearing sparkly knickers, but look, the day is young. We've got a weekend ahead of us. Sure. Um, And if I think if they are wearing them, I don't think Miu Miu is going to be the place to go. I have seen now girls in Ibiza that go for this full diamante sparkly bikini vibe. But I just don't think they're going to be on that kind of a budget. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) But you wouldn't really go swimming (laughs) in them, though, would you?
1: Oh, I don't think ours go type to to go swimming. I think it's a bit of a food or so where they want to look phenomenal at Ocean Beach and just kind of pose there in kind of static form. But I actually was fascinated. There was an influencer called Yasmin Davenport. She's mm. quite popular online. And she wore a completely sheer uh, Dolce Kim Kardashian outfit last year. And it was like, she didn't have a bra on. There was no Brazier, Like it was complete nipple, you know, underwear, sheer black dress with a collar and she got slated online, and she lost a lot of followers first. So I think a lot of people like sexy, but maybe don't like sexual. If it's done in an editorial shoot for Vogue, there's a massive difference. I think people, it can kind of be frowned upon, even by the risque, you know, you're supposed to sort of draw within the lines of what's appropriate for certain occasions. And I think being a little bit edgy is cool, but i think it can be seen as tacky to just maybe jump on a designer bandwagon for the sake of that label
0: yeah though i mean it's it, is there a, maybe a kind of a streak of prudishness in this to to a degree and that that people would you know you could see her boob under her clothes big deal <laughs>
1: Well, I think, you see, she had her nipples pierced, so I think that's what might have caused the scandal, that people are kind of saying that's such an intimate thing or whatever. But look, I'm all about celebrating women's bodies in a feminine form. I think it's a gorgeous thing. But does it draw attention from the event she's at, if this influencer is trying to build pure relationships? she might be isolating herself from great opportunities. So I think it's about finding the balance of being true to yourself and also maybe a little bit of modesty can go a long way.
0: Yeah, and and that backlash, would that have been a genuinely public backlash against her or, you know, would there be other, you know, people of influence saying, oh no, this is terrible?
1: Well, I think it's trolling. I think there's an element of, You know, everyone wants these opportunities. Everybody, you know, there can be such a backlash against influencers in general. I think it's the new age of marketing. I think when it's done right, it can be really interesting. It's a great way to learn about products. And authenticity is important, but I think the reality is For someone who's maybe beautiful and a model, there might be a natural backlash out of jealousy because she Mm -hmm. looks phenomenal, but it's time and a place. I think, again, if it was done in a tasteful way, a collaboration with the brand directly, I think it's just maybe when you... She wasn't going to a Dolce & Gabbana event. I think that's a part of it as well. She wore something to, let's say, a hair extension launch. And then it's going to land press everywhere. And that brand is going to end up in the papers for maybe reasons that detract from the whole point of these, these throwing a big expensive event. So it's very interesting. I think this is something we wouldn't have been dealing with 10 to 15 years ago. And the face of marketing is changing. But the fact that something on a show, you know, that I grew up watching and I'm in my early 30s now is coming full circle and it's considered risque. When 20 years ago, it was kind of risque. I mm. think, you know, it's t- the shock value is getting lost. In the
0: mix at this point. Yeah. Laura, thanks a million yes. for uh, your words of wisdom there. That was uh, th- the uh, fashion stylist, uh, Laura Mullet there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.